Recode Radio presents Too Embarrassed to Ask, hosted by me, Kara Swisher, and Lauren Good of The Verge, powered by digital media. Today's sponsor is Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash recode and using the promo code recode. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, senior editor of technology at The Verge. And this is Too Embarrassed to Ask, a podcast that's all about making technology easier to use and understand. If you have questions that you've been dying to ask, we'll give you the answers, plus our views on all the latest gadgets. Submit your questions in advance by tweeting them to at Recode with the hashtag AskRecode. That's all one word, A-S-K-R-E-C-O-D-E. Sometimes I wonder if you'd be able to do that without a script in front of you. I could do it backwards, too. E-D-O-C-E-R-S-K-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-S-T-O-
And so normally my, my main machine that's not a review device is a 15-inch MacBook Pro, which feels like a chubby brick. A chubby. Yeah. A chubby. It is just a, a I got rid of that. I had a MacBook Pro, same thing, I had a 13-inch, and, and now I'm using the MacBook Air, the 11-inch. What year? Did you, you just got one, got so you got a 2015. So the last time the MacBook broke. Airs were updated was actually spring of 2015. I have no idea. That <laughs> <laughs> I just bought it. I said, that would give me that little one. When did you buy it, actually? Because day. I think there was, oh, so there was a refresh. I think no now idea. you can get it with more RAM. No, I used to call Walt Mossberg in the middle of the store, and now I just, just buy Just give me that. You know, just give me that one. I that. used to use a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Mm. It was heavy. a 2011. Heavy. It was heavy. Yeah, and, uh, it didn't run I'm some, happy some apps little, very well. Baby. Now I have a 13-inch Pro, but I switch it up a lot. No, I, I switch love, it up a lot. No, I don't like the Pro. The I other day it. at work, I switched to using a Surface 3 huh? um, because the photographers that we work the video directors that we work with, were using my Mac laptops in a video shoot. And um, I, I wanted to kind of throw the Surface 3 out the window yeah. because it's slow. It's different oh. from the Surface 3 right. Pro. Okay, so but what's now going th- on with these PCs? You know, as I said, aren't they dead? And aren't people aren't using them anymore? Are they moving from them to, you know, uh, tablets with keyboards and things like that? And I, I recall many, many years ago, uh, Steve Jobs at our conference called them trucks. Yes, he, he did. did. He did. That wasn't been, a complimentary all, truck reference. All, all I'll say is that there's still a lot of trucks on the road. Yeah. Well, okay, but there's also <laughs> there's no. Still, it's it's there's there's a narrative. Uh, there's still among, a lot of racists voting in the election too. And oh. That doesn't make it a good thing. It's like, all right. Uh, okay. But like, there's a narrative, especially among I guess technologists in the tech press, that everybody's going to be moving to tablets with keyboards and stuff like that. And a lot of the new products that are get a lot of buzz and 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 stuff like that are those convertible type of devices, mm-hmm. whether it's iPad Pro or uh, Microsoft Surface Pro 4 or other countless other ones that are available. But the reality is that most people, especially in a work environment, are using a laptop. All right, still. but Lauren has some statistics. Lauren? Yeah. Lauren yeah I mean, the laptop facts. market in general has seen better days, right? It's been in a slump over the past few years. Mm. The first quarter of this year, Gartner estimated that PC shipments fell to below 65 million units globally for the first time since, I think, 2007. Wow. Um, and one of those reasons is like mobile. Yahoo. I mean, you think, you know, we're sort of in a bubble here where we, we have all these like newfangled devices and new shiny new gadgets all the time that we're playing with and that we're testing. But for some people, they don't even use a PC anymore because they just skip straight to mobile. Mm-hmm. I mean, mobile is just sort of a more valuable proposition in their everyday lives. And so that's one reason why maybe people are just not buying PCs. Two is just, you know, a weak economy since 2008. The economy has not been great. It's getting better, but it's not been great. So that, you know, both at the consumer level and in IT departments, when IT departments stop spending, I mean, the PC shipments go down. Mm-hmm. And three might be people just aren't upgrading as much, or if they're upgrading, they're starting to say, like, you know, do I want one of these hybrid devices, or do I want yeah, an I iPad was very, Pro? I just was in the store, my computer broke, and I couldn't, I, but I was like, ugh, do I have to buy another one of these? And I was thinking, this is probably one of the last laptops I'll buy. And you think after this, you'll switch to a tablet? Or yeah, you just something. I think it's getting close. It's getting close. I definitely thought that I will not be buying many of these in my life. Hmm, I'm kind of old, so that could be another factor into it. But I definitely thought it was, I wasn't going to be buying a lot more of these. I mean, I've used the iPad Pro. I used it for, I don't know, a couple weeks last fall when I reviewed it. And I thought, this comes really close to being my PC replacement, but it's still not. Close. It's still not because it's a mobile operating system. And 
it's like little silly things like I can't manipulate the desktop windows the way that I want to or this is such a niche use case but what Dan and I do at big events that we cover for The Verge we're live blogging we're taking photos on the fly we're storing multiple windows open multiple applications open that we're manipulating to get things up on the site really quickly and stuff like that you just can't do certain yeah. things all right you iPad. laptop defenders all right you. So what, I, I am I'm a bit of a players. laptop Dan, defender who, who are the key players the key players uh they're gonna sound familiar you know you've got Apple's obviously has its MacBook line and variations within that HP is the probably one of the biggest in the Windows world and then there's Lenovo which is also one of the bigger ones in the Windows world uh Dell is still around still making laptops mm-hmm. they're actually pretty good and I've got like we mentioned earlier I've got a Samsung in front of me mm-hmm. LG is actually trying so you know there's a bunch in the the Windows space of of OEMs we mentioned Microsoft earlier. Microsoft has its own laptop, the Surface Book, which came out last year. So there's a lot of choices, and that doesn't even go into mention the Google Chromebooks that yeah. are available, My which are have those variety of manufacturers. Yeah, and Asus too. I bought one when I went to China. Yep, you bought a like Chromebook a when you went to yeah, China. It was like a dollar. Mm-hmm. It was so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to get hacked, and so I said, I'll bring my so How much was it wait, really? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, this is you amazing. Bought a, you bought a Chromebook Google in China? Chromebook. No, you I were did able not. To use no, I bought it? it here, and it cost like a dollar. I felt like it cost like a dollar. It was like nothing. <laughs> but you were able to use a Chromebook in China, which is running on Google services? I think I took them off or something. Anyway, that's what I used. It was a cheap. Interesting. Really? Yeah. You, so Kara got a Chromebook, and she used Google and Facebook in China. <laughs> no, she I must be the exception to No, Google. no, no. But I did the VPN. It was very difficult. Oh, that's right. You, you talked about VPNs before difficult. you went. I remember sure that. It was a Chromebook. Maybe it was an Asus. Who knows? It would cost a dollar. It was a cheap one of those. <laughs> really? Cheap, yeah, because laptops really are so cheap that aren't Apple laptops. Yeah, this is true. Laptops you can get a really I, like. Well, I unless you're unless you're going for one of the more high end, like Dell's XPS thirteen or the mm-hmm. new how much? HP what is the Spectre range in 13. price? The range in price for a laptop. Well, like you said, the Chromebooks can be super cheap, and there are even Windows ten laptops that are super cheap now, ranging from like one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. Something like uh, that. And then you can go all the way up. Uh, you know, the Apple MacBooks are generally you're looking at a thousand dollars and up. Oh, um, more than that. Gaming laptops can be fifteen hundred dollars and up. Uh, and then there's lots of Windows laptops that are also in that premium range, especially uh, niche things like gaming machines. This Samsung that's in front of me is, I think, eleven hundred dollars. Oh. So there's a but the apples the, the, are more expensive, right? The, the apples the are generally period more expensive. There's no yeah, well, you can't buy a cheap Apple one. That's the thing. There's mm-hmm. just nothing in the low end uh, made nice. by Apple. So all of the Apple ones are more expensive. And mm-hmm. the meat of the market is that $400 to $700 box that is like, you know, you walk into yeah. Best Buy and there's like 75 of them. Yeah. Um, I think I paid $150. That's what I'm remembering. Whatever it was. It, it was probably 100. was a Chromebook. It was $150. I think it was a Chromebook. It probably was. I'm trying to save Vox money. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what's, Dan, what's going on with HP? Because HP made a splash a little while ago when they introduced this new super thin laptop. They're calling yeah. the thinnest laptop in the world. Is HP bringing sexy back to laptops? Are they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're question, trying to. Right? It's, it's definitely uh, one of the more interesting things that HP has done recently. It's got a cool hinge. It's super thin, like you mentioned. They claim that it's it's thinner than the new MacBook, but the reality is that uh, the MacBook tapers, so visually the MacBook actually looks thinner, even if you like went and broke out a ruler or whatever, the HP might be thinner mm-hmm. in reality. And also mm-hmm. waterproof um, seems to be the thing, right? Waterproof? I don't know. Are there Did waterproof, waterproof laptops? Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe there are rugged lines of laptops, rugged. which have been out for years, which are designed to be yeah. used in We throw in, them in at extreme. CES every year. Oh, do yeah, but They're I think that the mainstream laptops are not really waterproof. Yeah. You, you can't okay. really spill your coffee. All right. So essentially you can get just any old kind, cheap or not cheap, tricked out or not tricked out. 
Yeah, but a lot of it comes down to the operating system and mm. processing power too, depending right. on what it is you want to do Mostly with your Windows. laptop. Like Mostly if you look Windows. at something, like Dan, explain Chromebooks quickly for, me, for people that aren't as familiar with it, because sure. they are, they're growing and they're taking over a lot of the education market. Yeah, Chromebooks have uh, found the kind of like their uh, zone in the education world. And essentially what it is, is uh, Chromebooks are very simple, uh, mostly low-end computers, meaning they don't have very high-powered processors and, and high-end features. And they run uh, an operating system called Chrome OS, which is basically the Chrome browser, and that's it. Um, there's some basic limited Windows management things or some limited file management, but really what it is is designed to be you're just living in the browser and browsing different websites uh, using it. And the reality is that most people, when they use their laptops, that's where they go. They go to the browser. They go to their Windows 10 machine, open up Chrome, and never leave Chrome the entire time they're using it. So Mm -hmm. Chromebooks can be an ideal option if you have a very basic set of needs that you just need a computer or a a keyboard and a screen for. That's why they're using it for education. My kids, they gave one to my kids in school. Really? Yeah. All right. So let's get to the Q&A. Every week, we ask our readers and listeners to send in their questions about tech topics. And you can do that by tweeting us to the hashtag AskRecode. And this week, we asked you what you wanted to know about laptops. And I want to give a special shout out to someone named Todd York, who gave me the idea for this episode. He actually wrote me an email last month. And he asked, can you host a show on laptops like Chromebook, Surface Book, MacBook versus tablets like the new iPad Pro? When would I want to buy one over the other, especially when I need to buy something for my 65 year old parent to minimize technical support phone calls? Okay, there are a lot of reasons why I think you'd want to get someone an iPad in order to minimize tech support. A lot of people Mm -hmm. pick up the iPad, and even if they haven't used maybe a more advanced computing device before, there's something very intuitive and very easy to use about it. And so in most cases, I would say, yeah, just go with an iPad. But I will say, like, an inexpensive Chromebook, like Dan said, that just offers you a basic browser and the ability to browse your websites, browse Facebook, check your email, and do some shopping, that can also be incredibly useful for someone who just has sort of basic tech needs. Yeah, and, you know, Chromebooks all have uh, cameras on them, so Mm -hmm. if you want to do video calling with somebody, you you can do that pretty easily with a Chromebook. The one thing that's still very difficult with a Chromebook is printing. So if you're buying for somebody and they know they're going to have to print out something, whatever it might be, uh, you really have to do your research ahead of time and make sure that you get a printer that's compatible with the Chromebook. Uh, That's a very good tip, Dan. That is a very good tip. All right, question also from Sam at OSAM, O-H-S-A-M. So Chromebooks can run Chrome, no games, Microsoft Suite, DVDs. Tell us this. DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> Remember optical disk drives? Yes, I have one. I have yeah. several. I hope we answered your question earlier, but yeah, they only run Chrome. They run on Chrome OS. It's a basic browser. They have minimal to no local storage, right, Dan? So it's not like you can right. run heavy apps from install or run heavy apps or store lots of stuff in the machine itself. Maybe some people like to store, I don't know, some of their photographs on the hard drive. I have all my photos of you, Lauren. That's creepy. <laughs> I have like I three. hope they're good ones. Are they on my good side? Yeah, um, <laughs> am I clothed? Four. That would be wonderful. Oh, my God. Um, All right. Let's but- move on. <laughs> I will say, uh, to, to specifically address one thing in her question, uh, she was asking about Microsoft's Office Suite. Yeah. Uh, you can't install the apps like you would on a Windows or a Mac. Mm-hmm. However, 
Microsoft does offer web apps uh, mm-hmm. for Outlook and its word processor and, and Excel and stuff like that. So you can actually access those in the Chromebook browser. Uh, you can also access Google's versions of those in Google Docs and Google yeah. Sheets and stuff like that. So you can get productivity done on a Chromebook. But not in the way people might be used to if you're a heavy user. Correct. Yeah, and you wouldn't go no to the dock duties. or you wouldn't go to your applications bar and you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't select an app that's been locally right. installed on right. your machine. Right. You would just go yeah. to a web browser and Some access Some people like cloud. that Excel experience, which a lot of people do, shockingly. A lot, well, a lot of people use it for their jobs. It's a, I know it's a very like important it, application. actually like it. Really? Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. They get really into their macros and stuff. Megan Smith. They're doing like pivot tables and oh, yeah, oh that, boy. that is such yeah. a pivot tables. She's smarty. She's like this is fun. I'm like no, this is nightmare. I'm like, anyway, <laughs> um, the next one at I cannot pronounce this right, but it's Andre. at Alvin T C uh, Kozak Andre Kozak Kozak. Okay, some questions. Is there something new about MacBook Air? I hope they continue with it. Hmm. Hmm. Not really. I mean, there's a new MacBook, which I've got here in front of me. I'm it's reviewing for gold. The Verge this the week. Is it is that? pink. Whoa. But that is separate from the MacBook Air line and the MacBook Pro line. So the last right. real MacBook Air update was in March of 2015. That was the 13-inch. That's to note, that's just the processor update, right? Mm-hmm. Like the design hasn't changed since 2010. No, so the design, you are completely right, Dan. The design is the same. The update was fairly minor and had some longer battery life, faster flash memory, supported yeah. Thunderbolt 2, a whole bunch of other little things. Now, there are some rumors that we don't know for sure yet that Apple may be doing something with the Air lineup later on this year. I even saw one rumor, and like I said, this is just a rumor, that said Apple may do away with the 11-inch model and go with a larger Air, Glad so you'd have like a you'd have a 12 inch display on a MacBook, then you'd have a 13 inch Air, 15 inch Air, and then whatever they're going to do with the Pro. But I don't, once again, I don't know if so I don't uh, want the tiny. I don't one. know if that's the case, but I mean, my best advice to Andre Kozak would be just walk, don't run to buy a new MacBook at this point because I think we're going to see some new stuff coming out. Okay, here's another one from Sujad Rashid at Suj One. Think about upgrading to XPS 13, 15, but all my friends telling me I'd be crazy not to get a MacBook. Your views? Uh, he has a Sony Vio, which is getting too old. I always had Windows, but I've been told that it's not much of an issue. Dan, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, it's it's really a personal preference. Uh, you can get the same things done on a Mac computer as you can on a Windows computer at this mm-hmm. point. So if you're familiar and used to Windows and you know what Windows 10 is and you can expect it, then you're probably going to do just fine with a, a Dell. We mentioned earlier the XPS line is, is actually really great. They they have great keyboards and trackpads, battery life, screens, etc. And then the Mac line is also really good if you wanted to make the switch. Uh, What's the price I think difference? That there's, What's the price there's, difference? Well... There's really not too much of a price difference when you're looking at the premium Windows laptops. XPS machines start at $800, but once you kind of spec it out decently, you're up over $1,000 easily. So you might pay a little bit more for a Mac, but it's not a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that the fretting over which operating system do you use is kind of a thing that most people don't have to worry about too much anymore because so much of our lives are in cloud storage right. and we live in a browser anyway. So you're going to install Chrome on the Mac or the Windows machine, right? So like it's kind of the same experience with mm-hmm. minor differences. You live in a there. browser? That must be interesting. I live in a house. Yeah. He's surrounded I would by say four that, walls uh, in the browser. If, if, if he wants to go with a Dell XPS 13, he'd be making an excellent choice. Excellent. And if he wants to go with a comparable MacBook or MacBook Pro, he'd also be making an excellent choice. Damn, what would you do? What would I do? So <laughs> mine is heavily skewed for my niche use cases, right? And a lot of our tools that we use internally here at The Verge rely on Mac software. Uh, so I would probably go with the Mac. But if I was someone who is more into gaming, I might be more interested in a Windows machine. Mm-hmm. Because that's better gaming support. Which leads us to the next question. 
the best laptop for gaming. Yeah, so I don't play PC games, Dan, I'm not sure if you do, but um, I actually asked our colleague Vlad Savov for an answer on this one because he does. And he says his number one choice is Asus and number two is Alienware. He said Asus gives more performance for your money. And in fact, he's pretty sure the best gaming laptop will be some choice from Asus's ROG lineup, which is Republic of Gamers. And actually the wire cutter suggested an Asus ROG laptop as well. They said it was the best laptop for most people because it has the best combination of price, performance, and build quality out of all of the gaming laptops that they tested. And they test for like hours and hours. Why? Why do they test for hours and hours? No, I know that part. Why do they say it's the best? (laughs) A lot of times this comes down to a combination of the different processors and graphics cards that are in there. Gaming laptops will have uh, discrete graphics processors that are just meant to handle the heavy load that gaming machines require. Um, They tend to be heavy. They tend to be big. They tend to be expensive. So when you're reviewing a bunch of gaming laptops, you're looking at all of those things. But they say that this is the best combination for the price, which is uh, 1650. Is this correct? And when we go into VR, that's another thing that a lot of them need the big, heavy laptops, correct? Yeah. So VR is kind of, you know, it's a very new thing. Mm -hmm. And most laptops that you can buy right now actually are not what would they would say VR certified, especially if they have a mobile graphics processing unit. There's some higher end gaming, like the ones that Lauren just mentioned, that have kind of desktop chips retrofitted into a laptop case that can support VR uh, headsets. But there isn't a specific one that I could say like, oh, you buy this, you're definitely going to get. Yeah, so you're going to be, be another thing. VR. Another thing. I think that's a little further down the line. Right now, if you want to do VR, you need to buy a desktop. Yes. Okay, we have a question from Jose Carlos Cañadas. Uh, he's at Jose C. Cañadas on Twitter, and he asks, what are the minimum specs I can have to edit video on Adobe Premiere, which is uh, Adobe's video editing software? Okay, so I basically looked up the specs for you, Jose, and I'll try to go through them quickly. Oh my God. But on Windows, you need at least an Intel Core 2 Duo or AMD Phenom 2 processor, 64-bit support. You need at least Windows 7 or later, four gigabytes of RAM, though eight gigabytes are recommended, four gigabytes of available hard disk space for installation. And then they actually recommend additional free space, uh, you know, for preview files, other working files, and you want a pretty fast hard drive. On Mac, all of that is the same, but you're gonna need Mac OS X versions 10.9, 10.10, or 10.11. And you're also gonna need a multi-core Intel processor with 64-bit support again. So basically, if you're buying one of these newer laptops that's not a Chromebook, and not a super lightweight PC that, you know, it's like a couple hundred or a few hundred bucks and has a pretty weak processor. If you're buying anything that, um, like Dan said earlier, a lot of laptops fall into the four to $700 range. And then you get into the higher end laptops like MacBook Pros or pretty high powered, you know, an HP, a Dell XPS 13, it should be able to handle the uh, video editing software that you're looking at. Well, that was at. very geeky. Yeah. Wow. Those, yeah. yeah, those those requirements are pretty old. Uh, if you have a computer, if you've bought a computer within the past three years and spent a decent amount of money on it, you're you're probably safe. You're All right. Go. There's yes. one question we we skipped here, which was which I think it was interesting. This is a normal question after that geekathon, right? That just happened right there. <laughs> um, just made a hard decision. Paid a thousand dollars to repair, recondition a 2011 MacBook Pro. I love this is from Michelle on Facebook. I love this machine. Instead of buying a new one, which comparatively would have run me about twenty five hundred dollars. Historically, does that prove to be the smart move for folks, or should I have bought it all new? 
And then uh, Lauren asked what the problem was, and she said it had a screen problem that they denied where the gray lines would take over the display, so I finally had to fix the screen cracked. Um, while testing it, they said the battery was failing its stress test and would likely fail soon. So it was another $400 for the repair bill. I definitely felt like I was at a mechanic getting upsold on repairs I probably didn't need. I didn't add more RAM, though I could have. What do you think, Dan, Lauren? Dan, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, well, that's a tough thing to, to suss out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a 2011 machine. It's, it's kind of old at this point. I think personally, if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't have made such a large investment into Fixing. what is already an old machine. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that once, you you know, like she mentioned, uh, it would have cost her more than twice as much to get a brand new one. Yeah. So, you know, as as far as like whether that will be turn out to be a good move for her, I think refreshing it and, you know, rehabilitating it back to life will probably get another five years out of it. So uh, it's definitely a little bit more economical. You really think it'll get another five years? I I just keep thinking of the software updates, the the operating system updates that keep coming out where they say like when Yosemite came out for Max, um, there were at least a few features that either didn't run on 2011 or pre 2011 machines. And the more of that tends to happen, then it's. You're really just kind of right. you're refurbishing this to have like your basic functionality. Yeah, well if it, it, it'll do in five years, it'll do the same things that it does today, right? So it's just not right. going to get the newer. If Apple comes out with a, a radically new operating system or really cool new features that you want to use, you may or may not be able to take advantage of them with that older machine. Right. So buy more and help the economy, I guess. Okay, the best <laughs> hardware OS combo from France. F- 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 France. Ooh. First, Lauren, and then uh, Dan. <sighs> Best hardware OS combo. I'm pretty happy right now with uh, El Capitan and my MacBook. I think it's a good combination. I think that if this was two years ago and you would ask me, I would have said absolutely Mac OS because Windows 8 was just not my ideal operating system. And I think a lot of people are on board with that. But now I think that Windows 10 is an improvement in many ways from Windows 8. I think it's a user-friendly operating system again. I think that there are some pretty cool features that come with Windows 10. And so I think if you get a newer, a capable Windows machine so you're and you're meh, running Windows you're 10. still there. Still meh, but I'm more on board with Windows 10 now. All right, Dan? Uh, that's a really tough question to answer because it's really dependent on your needs mm-hmm. and your preferences. Like I said, I'd probably lean towards getting a, a Mac myself as well, uh, like Lauren said, but I use Windows machines all the time throughout testing them, and I really have no problem with Windows 10. So, you know, you, the questions to ask are, do you need something thin and light? Do you need something that has really long battery life? Or do you need something that just has, like, superpower to do video editing and gaming and stuff like that? Yeah. And then that informs all of your decisions to come after that. That is whether a very it's the thoughtful hardware answer, or the operating Dan. System. Mm-hmm. That is very thoughtful. You know, my answer is I don't care about operating systems, and I don't believe I have to know so much about them. I agree. I, I'm a Kara. normal lady and mm-hmm. I'm like, what? no, that's, that's do you exactly. use the operating system okay, in my car. I don't care. Do you use iMessage on your desktop? I don't know. Yes, I guess so. You do you do or you don't? I don't. Do I you, use desktop. you don't. Okay. Yeah, Is there anything specific to Apple software that you use? <sighs> you know, it's just I've used it for years. That's really So then yeah, it. then you're in that perfect category of it really doesn't Yeah, but I don't I don't believe in general to the that services I know too. I don't believe in general that I know so much about operating systems. I shouldn't know it at all. I mean, I feel like I don't know the operating system of my refrigerator. I don't know the operating system of my entire house. I don't know the operating system of my car. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I literally, this is like talking carburetors to me. And I think it's someday, I, you're right, you become, it doesn't really matter what you're using. But we spent a lot of time talking about it as even just regular users. You guys are super geeks, but um, regular <laughs> people really spend much too much time talking about it. I think that system. is the, uh, you kind of hit on the head as like what the transition towards the next 
next type of computing in the future will be. Once we're past laptops, it's like, you know, if it is a tablet or if it's some other device or whatever, the the operating system is kind of agnostic. It it should just be you have your your stuff that you want to get done and your tool that you get it done with. And it really doesn't matter. I'm more uh, concerned with wireless, whether it works or not. I actually, I I tend to disagree with this. Mm -hmm. I actually think in the future, the computing devices, the hardware will matter less and less. And what's actually going to matter are the services in the OS that you're tied into. I'm talking about knowing a lot about the, uh, the fact that we have to upgrade an operating system all the time is just ridiculous. Well, it's not all the time. It's like one, the significant upgrades are like once a year or once I'm not tech tolerant anymore. I'm like getting close to like, I'm not tech tolerant. I like that word, tech tolerant. Tech tolerant. All right, last question. I'm just going to rant about various things. Wireless here doesn't work. Ah. Ah. I'm going to talk like that the whole podcast. All right. Stephen Aquino at Stephen underscore Aquino. Either of you, can you fix my printer to work with my laptop? Nope. nope. Not available. <laughs> Washing my hair, that updating my iPhone yeah. that night. That liter- again, <laughs> updating my operating again, system. Another Kara Swisher question. What the hell is the problem? I, I, it breaks down all the time at home. What does? The printer with the laptop, it never works. It just, sometimes it works, sometimes it's Shake it your doesn't. fist for me right now. Yeah. Just shake your fist. It's like crazy, it's crazy I, making. I hear, I hear you, Kara, because mine, mine breaks down all the crazy time, too. I, I curse. Yeah, I've given I, up I on my printer. I tolerant, literally, the car sometimes goes on and sometimes it doesn't. It just, like, like honestly, I know. the refriger, freezer sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. I know, printers are just, they're no, the but worst. we sit there and we accept they're it. The, we accept the lost it. child in the march of technology progress. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna build a wall around my printer. Yeah, if anyone's building a super, super awesome printer that is going to change printing, please contact us. But well, so we're not gonna fix anyone's printer. No, I'm sorry, Stephen. I'm sorry, Stephen. I am happy to answer many of your questions. It's my. It's gonna be my platform as mayor. Fix your printers. Fix your printers. (laughs) You know, people would vote for me. I'm telling you. If I had a couple of things like that, fix your printers. There's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, make printers great again. Yeah, make printers great again. Oh, boy. No, do not use that (laughs) as your slogan, please. (laughs) Thank you for being with us today. It's really fun with you. It's much more fun than with Lauren. My pleasure. Don't tell her I like you better. Shh. Oh, no. But before we sign off, Mother's Day is coming up. Are either of you getting your mom's tech gifts? And if you have in the past, have you had success getting her a gadget in the past? Uh, Meaning, did she actually use it? Dan, I'll let you go first. Uh, I've got nothing lined up this year, but in the past, I've uh, helped my mom with getting technology purchases, and the most recent one was an iPad, and that's worked out really well, because she can FaceTime with the kids from across the country, and uh, there's virtually no tech support that I need to give give for it. So, What are you doing for this Mother's Day? You're going to Skype her? What are you doing for Mother's Day? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Something traditional, probably. Flowers or whatever. I'm terrible at picking As a mother, we don't like flowers. But really? Anyway, no. <laughs> you don't? No. What are your kids getting you? Something good. They better be something up to good. It. They probably forget. What are you getting lucky? I don't know. You know, just the fact a that she had me. lifetime subscription to Rupert Murdoch <laughs> no. newspapers. No, you know what? <laughs> just the fact that she had me is really a gift to her. <laughs> it keeps on giving. <laughs> what do you do? What about you? No, I've You're gotten my mom's lots of tech to gadgets. My mother does rather experience. well with her daughter. Anyway, what are you getting your mom? Tech, uh, tech hopefully, she doesn't listen to this before Sunday. But I made her one of those photo books. Oh, she came to visit oh, those recently. Are very, those very, are nice. Those That's a nice. Yeah, person. I spent Mother's a lot of like time that. on got, it, actually. I used Mixbook. I've used uh, Shutterfly and Mixbook. I got one for my kids. I loved it. That they're great. They're really As great. As a mom, I, I, it's mom approved. Even in a in digital age, it's really nice to have a physical photo book to I, thumb through. I would agree with that one. So also, you know, I might give my mom an Echo. I think. I'm oh, like, that's a good gift. I got yeah, that from my dad. Like that. You can see her squawking away at it, can't you? 
Oh, absolutely. Bring me my Fox News. Read me the news. <laughs> Bring me She'd my. Great. <laughs> she would. She would she, she could listen to your podcast. Bring me an Uber. You can see her doing it. That's how she talks. That's daily affirmation. Yeah, daily affirmation. Yes. Anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Dan, thank you for joining sure. us. Thank you. thank you. And where can we follow you? Where can people follow you? I'm always tweeting way too much. Yeah. Usually <laughs> pictures Welcome of to the party. Uh, uh, Silicon Valley celebrities wearing hats <laughs> uh, at DC Seifert. That's D-C-S-E-I-F-E-R-T. And of course, on TheVerge.com. We just launched a new gadget blog about a week and a half ago called Circuit Breaker, which is a section of the site that really gets into the nerdy stuff. Oh, you love dear. it, Kara, no, when we get into the nerdy, nitty gritty of gadgets. And, uh, <laughs> so happy for you in LA. It's where, where all that is. So uh, you'll find me a lot on there. And of course, all right. our, then our I will page. be seeing you. I guess. No, I'm teasing. I totally it. Mean really it is hour. awesome. It's a no, super I fun I'm just a nerdy blog. like you too. Yeah, I'm but not. it's not like. Earlier this week, Nilay Patel, our editor in chief, wrote a post about um, the smart you know, Apple Watch being too slow and how you, you computers okay, I might read life it. is too short for computers to be this slow. And so it's not not I shouldn't say it's a problem everybody has, but it's something that a lot of people can relate to. It's not like you need a sixty four bit dual core AMD. You know, it's but, not like uh, it's just not. for the record, we have the stuff about the sixty four bit yes, dual core. Yes, okay, good. Yes, few, because few. I didn't know. You know, if you have a Game of Thrones recap, I'll be happy to. We have that in. too. Yes, I know you do. I read it there. All right, this. Has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. And if you enjoyed the episode as much as we did, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. And subscribing is great. You'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. That's iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask, or you can also listen on Recode.net slash podcasts. And while you're there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Peter this week has Larry Wilmore, who just starred at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And then this week on Recode Decode, I reminisce with Walt Mossberg as we move into a new era of the Recode site. Verge also has some great podcasts for your listening pleasure. Walt Mossberg and Eli Patel host Control, Walt, Delete. Eli also usually hosts the Verge cast. A lot of times Dieter Bone and Dan Seifert will appear on that show. Chris Plant hosts What's Tech and Liz Lopato and Emily Yoshida host Verge ESP. And don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag AskRecode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions that you've been too embarrassed to ask. Tune in then. 